Hello and welcome to the 215 Workman's Podcast. My name is Brother Robert Reynolds. I'm from KJB Right Division Radio in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. This is the podcast of myself and Brother Landon Dunn, and we appreciate y'all being with us today to hear this message that Brother Landon has for you. And we pray that it's a blessing and a help to you. Pray that it helps you learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. All right, so uh, what Brother Landon is going to do is he's going to teach a little bit on like and as. Like and as. So here is Brother Landon. We're going to look at a message right here this evening entitled, Like and As. Like and As. With this message, what it's going to be dealing with, we're going to be looking at the, the spiritual and the physical and we're going to be noticing the contrast, noticing the differences between the two things. Because, you know, with the spiritual, you know, as you know, as you heard it referenced before, it's not like that. Well, it's not that, but it's like that. You know, it's a, there's a similarity. Like you're using, a, you're using a contrast, you're using the spiritual aspect of something. You're saying, it's not this physical thing over here, but it's like that. So the text for this thought, if you would, open up to the book of John in chapter 6. John chapter 6. And we're going to read verses 50 down to verse 57. If you're there, notice right here, right here it reads, This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give, and the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. Verse 57. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. So noticing right here, first of all, Jesus was introducing to them and telling them about the spiritual. The first thing that he told them right here, and this will be actually in verse 48, right before our text, and this is what Jesus was talking about. He was saying, I am that bread of life. 
bread of life. This should be a little, I know it's a little sloppy, but <laughs> at least it's easier to read. He says, I am that bread of life. You know, Jesus was showing them a spiritual bread, which goes in contrast with what we're going to see with the physical that we're going to cover right here in the same area. So if you would, still in the same chapter, we're, look, we're going to look at verse 49, and then we'll come over and we're going to look at verse 58. And this is going to show a contrast with the spiritual. In verse 49, it says, Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. That's physical. Verse 58, This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Amen. Within that same verse, we see, we see Jesus mixing up between the two, showing the spiritual bread, and said that your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. He says, but I am the living bread which came down from heaven. He said, they ate physical bread, but I'm the spiritual bread. And with the, spirit, with the physical bread, rather, with the physical bread, it's the bread that your fathers did eat. Your fathers did eat manna. It's the physical that that, that, the, that the Jewish fathers, that the children, in the children of Israel in the wilderness, after they came out, after Moses got them out under Pharaoh and they were in the wilderness for 40 years, they ate manna from heaven. God gave them physical bread in order that they may live and, and that they wouldn't die. At least, you know, at least not right away. But physical bread to, to sustain the appetite, to keep them from physically dying in the wilderness. But you see, he said, This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat. You know, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. Because, you know, at their time, you know, man only lived so long, and because of the sin of Adam, you know, so death passed upon all men for all that, for, so that all have sinned. You know, death reigned from Adam. Says, and your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. This is the bread which giveth eternal life today, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But if you notice within what within Christianity today, and I say that word as a whole, because you know you have a lot of cults, and you have Catholics today, and you have other denominations that teach heresies like as to the Catholics and Pentecostals, they claim that they are Christian. You say, well, what defines a Christian? Well, according to the Scriptures, for today, what defines a Christian is a man or woman who has placed their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, for, for their sins. You know, if they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, and thou shalt be saved. We're in the book of Acts. And not during Peter's ministry, during the Apostle Paul, because of Romans eleven thirteen, Paul is our apostle today. 
God gave him the message of salvation to bring to the Gentiles. But with the Catholics, they like to come right here in, in this context under, under the spiritual food that Jesus said that he is. Right here in verse 50, 54, 55, and 56. It says, Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth, look at this closely, he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. The Catholics, they come to this verse, and where and we're Jesus was speaking spiritually, you know, I am that bread. I'm the spiritual bread. They come to this verse, and they don't discern spiritual. They come to it, and they look at it in the literal. Just as just as the children in the of the Israel in the wilderness, they they're looking for that physical bread. They're wanting to, they're wanting to eat that physical bread. You know, something that they have to do. You know, they come right here to where it says, He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. That's one, that's one of the things that they're, that they're teaching a physical of. They're teaching, you know, transubstantiation, where they reach up into, where the priest himself reaches up into heaven, pulls down Jesus Christ, and, they, and he believes, and they teach, that they physically eat him, and they physically drink his blood. But you know, that's cannibalism. Yes, it is. Jesus wasn't teaching a physical eating. He didn't say, he didn't tell his disciples, you know, the Jews, you know, he, he wasn't telling the Jews, come over here and just, you know, here, here take a bite out of my arm. That, that's not what he was saying. He was speaking unto them spiritual. You know, on down in verse 57, Well, actually, it's in John chapter 6 and verse 63, still in our same chapter. But as you go on down, you know, Jesus said, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. What they're doing, they're coming over to a physical, they're looking at like they're physically going to eat the body of Jesus, you know, and as they physically eat him, you know, out pours the blood, and it, there's my cup. I'm going to physically drink him. Uh -uh. Right here it says, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, look right here, they are spirit. They are spirit. Amen, brother. And they are life. But there are some of you that believe not, the Catholics, because they are coming to the physical. But there are some of you that believe not, because they weren't, they weren't coming to the spiritual. And that's what Catholicism does. They believe not, because they're not coming to where Jesus said the words that I speak unto you are spiritual. Right. But if we continue on, and notice next. 
And just to save room, let's go ahead and take this off here. And what's the next thing? Number two. Number two. And, and, and this next one, notice the differences between the spiritual and the physical. We're going to look at the two kingdoms. Amen? Two kingdoms. This first kingdom, we'll write it on the side. The first kingdom, we have in the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 17 down to verse 19. So if you would flip over with me to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians in chapter 3 verses 17 to 19 it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that she might be filled with all the fullness of God. Okay. Looking at the kingdom, according to the spiritual, the spiritual kingdom that the Apostle Paul is preaching right here is that Christ dwells by faith. And this is on the inside. In other words, the heart. So with the ministry today, for the kingdom, the spiritual kingdom today, Paul is telling us that Christ dwells by faith. By faith, you know, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, in his death, burial, and resurrection, that he shed his blood, Romans 3.25, as a propitiation for our sins. And he dwells on the inside by faith. But if you come over and look at the physical, and his physical. It's over in the book of Matthew, in chapter 4, verse 17. Look right there with me. Matthew chapter 4. Right here in verse 17, it says, From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And this is the beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And he was preaching something physical. He told him to repent, for the kingdom of heaven
is at hand. Amen. And this is physical. Yes. Before we were looking that Christ is dwelling on the inside, you know, of the person's heart by faith. You come over and Jesus in his earthly ministry, which he said that he said for I when Jesus preached, he said, For I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He had a physical ministry which was to the Jews. And he was preaching to them a physical kingdom message. You know, he was preaching that he's going to that if they accepted him as their king, as their Messiah, that he was going to reign as their king, and that's physical, that's yes. literal. Right. He's going to reign on the earth physically. And you notice the contrast right here of these two kingdoms, the spiritual and the physical. Some people today in Christianity, they just don't get it. They're not comprehending the spiritual from the physical. Because remember what Jesus said about the Jews? There be some that believe not. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some today, and the Catholics, they do this as well. You know, your Jehovah's Witnesses are big for it as well. And Pentecostals, they like to mix both. They want to preach. They want to preach some of them. At least one that I came out of before you know, I, came, I got saved. And I come in the right division. They want to preach on the blood. But Matthew twenty four thirteen, you must endure to the end, or otherwise you'll, you'll lose it. That's a failure of right division. But the Catholics and Jehovah's Witnesses, and more so with the Jehovah's Witnesses. They're preaching today that physical millennial kingdom. They want you to come, come to their kingdom hall, you know, the kingdom, yeah. hence the kingdom hall, accept that physical kingdom message so you can rule in the millennial kingdom. Hmm. Now this is a this is a physical message, and this physical kingdom message throughout throughout the gospels. Jesus preached this physical kingdom message to the to the lost nation of Israel, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then as the, and then as you came on through the through the through the gospels, Peter, whenever he preached, whenever he came over to the book of Acts, well, well, first, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Whenever Peter first preached, Jesus told him in Matthew chapter 10 to go to he told them to go only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then, and then when you come up to the book of Acts, they went to Jews throughout the whole world. But, but it was still a physical message that was to Jews. But the kingdom hall, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they're, they're wanting to force this physical kingdom today in the church age. But there's a huge difference looking at the two. On the, on the physical, you got Christ literally sitting on his throne. He's sitting on that throne reigning during the millennium for that thousand years. He's reigning on a physical throne, a literal physical throne. Then on the spiritual, you know, for as it is supposed to be today, 
It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual kingdom. Christ is reigning on the inside. He's in the heart spiritually, as we said before, by faith on the inside of, of the heart. You know, these two are clearly different and they're not the same. You know, as they say about noticing the contrast, noticing the differences between like and as, you know, the title of our message, you know, noticing the spiritual, you know, it said it's not that, but it's like that. Hmm. When Paul was preaching that spiritual kingdom, he's God gave him the gospel of the grace of God. You know, he's preaching Christ on the inside. You know, it's not that gospel. It's not the gospel of the kingdom. It's like that one, but it's not that one. This Jesus Christ going to reign physically, given to Israel. They rejected it, so it's temporarily on hold. You know, we're not replacement theology. It's temporarily on hold, not, not permanently. During tribulation, God goes back to dealing with Israel. It's not like that gospel. But it's Jesus Christ. With the twist, He's on the inside. He gave us His Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside. You know, over in Ephesians 1, chapter 13, And whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you were, you were all sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. It changed from a physical, literal Jesus Christ, which he could have, if they would, if the Jews would have accepted him, he would have physically been reigning on the earth as king right then. And if that would have happened, as you know, there would have been no church age. That's right. Because we because it would have went straight from his earthly ministry straight into the kingdom, the millennial kingdom. But that but that physical literal kingdom, if you read on the scripture, it was temporarily postponed. And Paul goes into detail with that physical kingdom over in the book of Romans. Turn over to the book of Romans. Over in chapter 11, sorry, my pages were sticking. In Romans chapter 11, 
because we said that the physical kingdom is temporarily postponed. But you know, replacement theology today, they, they teach that God is he's forever permanently finished with Israel. But if you come over to Romans chapter 11, let's see here. You could start in verse 14. Actually, the whole, the whole entire chapter covers it, Romans chapter 11. But if you look first, like verses 1, verses 1 and 2, it says, I say then, hath God not hath God cast away his people? You know, Israel? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What she not? What the scripture saith of Elias? How he make the intercession to God against Israel? Continuing on, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. And look right here, and this is after you know, Paul declares that he is the apostle to us that are, before we got saved, you know, we were Gentiles because we weren't Jews. We were Gentiles, and after we get saved, we become a part of the body of Christ. Mm. But look right here, verses 14, down to verse 27. It says, If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be? But life from the dead. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree, boast not against the branches. But if thou boast, thou, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches are broken off that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. No, because they didn't accept that physical kingdom. Right. They rejected their Messiah. You know, through the Gospels, all the way up into the book of Acts, the Jews, they kept rejecting their Messiah. Even leading up to the stoning of Stephen, they still rejected that physical kingdom. But look right here. Because of unbelief, they were broken off. And thou standest by faith. Thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fail severity. But toward thee, goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, Otherwise they also shall be cut off. And if they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft in, to graft them in again. For if thou wert cut off, 
out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and where it grafts contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted in into their own olive tree? Look right here in verse 25. It says, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. And that's what they're failing to, to remember and realize, actually. That's what they're failing to realize within replacement theology, where they say that because, as we mentioned here, the Jews rejected that physical kingdom message. And as we've seen right here, they're temporarily cut off. Well, with replacement theology, they say, well, they're permanently cut off. God's forever done with them. But no, it says that you should be wise in your own conceits. Replacement theology, they're wise in their own conceits. And actually, I wouldn't say they're wise because technically they're not. They're ignorant. Because if they were wise, in the true sense of being wise, then they would look right here and see, oh, okay, well, blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. Well, we're not Jews, so before we got saved, we're Gentiles. So until the fullness of the Gentiles, you know, that we're preaching the gospel to, until the fullness of them become in, there's blindness in part that's happened to Israel. And look right here to the next verse. And so all Israel shall be saved. If God was forever finished with Israel, how can they still be saved? That's right. You know, that raises a contradiction in the replacement theology. Because in all reality, and, what, and not just what I'm saying, but right here, according to the scriptures, you know, according to God's word, blindness in part has happened to them until, you know, the fullness of the Gentiles come in. Verse 26, And so all Israel shall be saved. Continuing on, as it is written, there shall come out of Sion the Deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. Amen. Replacement theology is saying that God's covenant with Israel is a lie. They're saying that, 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 that there is no more of that covenant, that God's forever finished. But God's not finished. God is not a man that he should lie. That's right. Replacement theology, they lie. Because this is my covenant unto them, unto them, when I shall take away their sins. He will take away their sins. He's not finished with them. Amen? Look back at 26 one more time. And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Sion the Deliverer. And, that, and that's capitalized. Deliverer is capitalized. Let's speak about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Because during the time of the tribulation, you know, Israel, they must endure unto the end that they might be saved. You know, that there might come out of Sion the Deliverer. And shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Jeremiah 30, verse 7, for it is the time of Jacob's trouble during the tribulation. 
God's going to come at the Jesus Christ, you know, God manifests in the flesh. No, he's going to come He's going to come down from the sky, you know, Matthew 24, verses 29 through 31. He's coming down from heaven, you know. He's coming with a shout. He's going to, He's coming down through the clouds. He's going to take them out. He's taking out all those that are evil. He's going to take out the Antichrist, first and you know, most importantly of all. He's going to take out the Antichrist. You know, as we mentioned in the last message, you know, he sends his angels to gather them out of the way. Why? So that they may be saved. They endured unto the end. Matthew 24, 13. They endured unto the end. And now, out, out of Zion comes the Deliverer, capital D, Jesus Christ. He's coming with the, with the sword which proceeds out of his mouth. He's coming to take out the Antichrist. Angels gathers him out of the way. Now they got their salvation because they endured unto the end. God's not finished. You no, know, his postponing is only temporarily. Yeah. And then there's about Zion and the deliverer and shall turn away all ungodliness from Jacob. But it says, and so all Israel shall be saved. Bondness in part has happened to Israel. God's not finished. That physical message. That's not today. That physical kingdom message, that's a Jewish message. That's for Israel. That physical kingdom, that's not the church. That's Israel. Come over to the spiritual. Here's today, here's the church. That Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith. On the inside. No, Christ dwells right here. He dwells in the heart. Yes. By faith. According to the gospel, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. Because it says how that Christ died for our sins, died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That spiritual kingdom is salvation today. These two kingdoms are entirely different. If we continue on, amen. We notice next, and this goes, it kind of goes with our last one. But we're going to look over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 47. Flip over to 1 Corinthians. So turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 47. Okay, notice verse 47. It says, The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is of the Lord from heaven. Okay, and since we're looking first with the spiritual... We're looking first with the second man. The second man, if you notice right here according to the text, right here in verse 47, the second man 
is born by the Spirit, capital S, born by the Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit of God. And if you notice straight in direct contrast, right here within the same verse, as we look, we just notice right here the second man, which is which is of the Lord from heaven, the second man, born by the Spirit. That's a heavenly man. But right here in our text, the first man is of the earth, earthy. The first man. The first man. And this first man, it says earthy, because he's earthy, he's born by the womb, by the womb of the woman. So right here we're looking at two, two, second, two separate men. The first one is born by the womb. That's the first man. As it says right here in verse 47, is born, his first man is of the earth, earthy, born by the, he's born by the womb, born by the woman. The second is a, is the heavenly, you know, the second man is is the Lord from heaven, the Holy Spirit. We're right here, we're looking at two separate, but it's the same, it's the same person. But we're looking at a spiritual on the inside and the physical, what you're seeing right now. And to notice a good notice a good contrast with these two. Like the good a good way I like to show, and it's a good way of showing and explaining these two these two separate is in John chapter three. John chapter 3, verses 3 to 8. And this is the story of when Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. You know, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He didn't want the other Pharisees to see him, so he came to Jesus by night. It says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? No, can he be born again the, the physical first time way? Can he be born again by the womb of his mother? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. And that's what we see within Christianity. They're looking on just like Nicodemus. 
they're looking on that physical first man. They're looking on that that natural birth, or the man that's born into this world, born of the earthy, born into the by the womb, born into by the womb of the woman. And they're failing, and they're they're failing to realize the second man, you know, which is born by the Spirit. You know, Ephesians 1.13, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit because we believe by faith on the Lord Jesus Christ according to the gospel, by faith in His shed blood, Romans 3.25, that we might be saved. Christian, a lot of Christianity, they're not teaching the spiritual. They're, they're, they're actually teaching the physical. But they say, no, we're not teaching... We're not teaching the physical. We're teaching the spiritual. Like, like the Pentecostals, for example. We're teaching that you have that you can't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But they're coming to that physical, something that you gotta do, you know, Ephesians 2 8 9 for us today. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works. But they're teaching. Well, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that saves today. But you've got to, you see, but you've got to do something. That's not the gospel. But but their excuse, well, we have to see that this is real. No, the Bible doesn't say that we teach that salvation is by faith, that we may see something physically. The Bible says, the to us that are saved, that she should, but he doesn't say that she will. A person should work for the Lord Jesus Christ. But if a person only believes by faith, their faith is what saves. Because you know what Paul said in the book of Romans? But, he, but to him that worketh not, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. It, it's... The second man, it's all by faith. The second man is faith. And it's by faith alone. Oh, I want to say all we say, it's not true. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are ye saved, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, His Son, Jesus Christ. Romans 3, 25, is the gift of God, not of works. Lest any man should boast. We have to see. No, you don't have to see. It's by faith alone. Otherwise, it's boasting. It's something that a man, if a man's wanting to do the physical, he's wanting to see something. If he sees something, then that person may boast. And the Bible says it's, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that none of yourselves is the gift of God, none of works. Lest any man should boast. If you can look on it and see it at the time of salvation, I mean, God tells us that it's not of works. If a person is to get saved today, it's by faith alone. If, the, if a person works after they get saved, that's good because we should. We should work. But if we don't work after we get saved, that doesn't mean we're not saved. That's right. We're saved that we should, and that's and that's the key word, should. 
We should work for the Lord Jesus Christ. But working is not what saves us. We are saved by faith. That's right. Our faith is what saves today. And that's clearly different than looking at the physical and coming over to the spiritual. But the Pentecostals, they they want to take and they want to take the spiritual and they want to take the physical and they just want to cram it all together and just have it in one big circle and say, here's the gospel. You gotta believe it and keep it. You know, you have, you have to endure unto the end. Matthew 24, 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. No, they're taking a, a Jewish message, a physical Jewish message, and they're trying to say, well, because you know during the tribulation, and that's what in the context, Matthew 24, 13, is during the is Jesus telling his disciples, that's gonna be in the time of the tribulation, you have to endure unto the end. Then you'll be saved. You can't take they can't, you can't take that and mix it and force it into a spiritual. That's right. Because Christ doesn't dwell in our hearts by faith alone, so we can also. No, there's no also. It's by faith alone, or there's no salvation. You say, well, no, that's wrong. No, it's not wrong. If it's wrong, then the Apostle Paul, he lied. Did, Apostle, did the Apostle Paul lie? No, he didn't lie. God sent him forth to go to the Gentiles and preach the message of salvation, you know, the gospel of the grace of God, by faith alone in his shed blood. He didn't tell him to go to the Gentiles with a Jewish message because we're not the Jews. That's right. You know, when you when you come to scriptures, there's three classes of people. When you look at scriptures, there's three classes of people. There's the Jew. That's one. The Gentile. That's two. Then the third one, the church. Now the church, that's after a person gets saved. Beforehand, if a, if a person is not saved yet, he's either one or two. He's either a Jew or he's a Gentile. If a Jew places his faith and trust today, and the Lord Jesus Christ alone for the salvation of his sins, trusting in his shed blood, not the Old Testament sacrifices, not the blood of an animal. If he places his faith and trust in what Jesus Christ did on the cross for his sins, that Jew today, he's a member of the church. Likewise, if the Gentile today puts his faith alone, his faith and trust alone in the Lord Jesus Christ for his sins as well, trusting in his shed blood alone, you know, trusting in his death, burial, and resurrection for his sins, then the Gentile also, he's a part of the church as well. So you can't come and physically try to force one class that was being preached a physical message 
or to the other to the other side where Paul was trying to bring them to spiritual so that they would not be lost as as the second is because they rejected so they would be lost in the sense of when they died in their sins that they won't go to hell just as the Jews want to go to hell if they don't place their faith alone in the Lord Jesus Christ. Whenever the two get saved, Paul was preaching that spiritual kingdom. He's preaching that second one. That they'll be a part of the church. Church. Body of Christ. And that's part of the spiritual message. It's that spiritual kingdom, the body of Christ, because Christ was today in our hearts by faith. So, so as we as we end right here, you notice like and as. It's like that, but it's not. Things that are different are not the same. Because you know, as a good example, and this came to my mind real quick, in Hebrews chapter 9, and this is showing a contrast between the spiritual and the physical. chapter 9 look first at verse 22 it says and almost all things are by the law the physical and almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without shedding of blood you know the, the bulls goats lamb tur turtle dove and almost all things are by the law purged with blood without shedding of blood is no remission under the Old Testament it said, almost all things are by the law purged with blood. Look back, verse, starting with verse 11, reading on down to verse 17. It says, notice the contrast, but Christ, but Christ, Jesus Christ, being come and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building. It's not that old tabernacle. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. As you notice under the Old Testament, it said, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. But with Christ shedding his own blood, it says, having obtained eternal redemption. Eternal redemption is eternal forgiveness. Can you see the difference between the two right there? One's temporary, but with Christ's blood, he offered up himself to spot without spot to God. Giving you an eternal redemption, eternal forgiveness. They're not one and the other. They're not the same. You have the Old Testament sacrifices, Old Testament physical. Then you come over. Jesus offered Himself 
shed his blood to offer us spiritual for the inside, eternal redemption. <laughs> but I thought that was pretty good. But that's all I have for uh, this message. So I pray that what's been shown so far has been enough you know, to be a help and a blessing to you. I pray that if any good comes out of this, I pray that it's all entirely for the Lord's glory. Amen. Nothing of myself. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. But without the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, right there, the Lord Jesus Christ, without Him, without Him, I'm nothing. So I pray that this message was a blessing to you. Amen. And I pray that God gets all the honor and glory from it and not me. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much, Brother Landon, for that message. Um, I just want to want to say one thing. Um, you know, Brother Landon was uh, talking about uh, spiritual and physical. And um, I'll show you in Ephesians chapter 2. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and, uh, and read verses 4 to 6. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 to 6. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And then verse 6. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, I was at a church service one time, and uh, and I was preaching, and I mentioned that physically we are here on this earth. Our bodies are here on this earth. But spiritually, we're already seated in heaven. We're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And the people just looked at me with blank stares. They had no idea what I was talking about. You know, and uh, and and so you know a lot of people they they just pay attention to the physical. They don't see the spiritual side. You know, they're spiritually blinded. You know, and um, that is the same thing, you know, with uh, with Catholics. You know, uh, Catholics bow, you know, to uh, idols, you know, statues and 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 things, and and uh, they say, but you know, we don't pray to those. You know, they are just visual aids. But aren't we to walk by faith and not by sight? We need to pay attention to the spiritual aspect. Amen? Why do you need to see a, a stone or, or wood um, so-called Jesus Christ hanging on a cross to believe that he's there. 
or that he's listening. Walk by faith and not by sight. If you are saved, God hears and answers your prayers. There's no such thing as an unanswered prayer for the child of God. Right? You know, he he listens. Right? And you don't need any visual aids or anything. Just come to him by faith. Come to him by faith and talk to him. Amen. Remember physical, spiritual. Now, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. All right. I'll go ahead and I'll stop right there. Uh, thank you so very much for being with us today. Thank you for your prayers for us, our families, our ministries. Uh, please continue to pray for this podcast that the Lord will continue to use it mightily for His glory. Uh, and if you have any uh, prayer requests, please let us know. You can go to uh, our Facebook pages, our uh, radio websites, you know, and uh, just send us a message and let us know. And rest assured, we will pray. Amen. All right, once again, thank you so very much. Until next time, God bless you.